0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to As the Pen Turns. This is our summer show special. That's what we're going to call it. Um, we're not going to number this episode because we don't want to throw off our numbering. Uh, yeah, I'm Brad with the Mythic Pen Company, joined by my ever-present, well, most of us are present, usually. I'm not, not here. I'm You're present. not there. You're not there. Yeah. Anyway. Omnipresent? Uh, Omnipresent. Uh, Ifnipresent. If <laughs> if present. There we go. Yeah. It's iffy. Um, (laughs) With me are my co-hosts, whoever wants to go first.
1: Jason with Jason Neal Penworks. I'm Jonathan with Carolina Pen Company.
0: Yeah, man. Um, We did some catching up before I hit the record button, so we we don't need to catch up as much live, do we? Um, Not as much of it as repeatable anyway. Well, yeah. Some things were said. (laughs) Some things were said. No feelings were hurt. Yeah. (laughs) No, so what we decided to do, um, we need to get an episode, you know, out there to you folks. So we're going to talk about the shows that uh, we haven't talked about yet. We've got some tips for beginners if you're going to your first show and uh, just some general pen talk for tonight. Uh, Yeah, so I've made a few pens. I'm going to put some up on my website tonight. Hopefully they will um, no longer be mine in a few days. <laughs> that's pretty much, you know. That's that's the goal. That's the yeah. yeah that's yeah, the hope yeah. uh, what we all so yeah. for. That's where I'm at. What about y'all?
2: I finished. Finally finished some. Um, <laughs> just got tired of roasting my shop, so it took a long time to get them done. Clear. But I put some up at the time of this recording, anyway. On Sunday, they are up on the website. Can't promise you they'll be there by the time <laughs> you hear this. Well, for your sake, I I hope not. Yeah, I hope not.
1: I was going to say, hopefully, you can just apologize for the future uh, disappointment that you're going to have when you go to look. Yes, (laughs) I do apologize that you could
2: not find the pen that you wanted because you didn't know about it until after they were gone. Right. That's why I have an email list. So if you join the email list, you can find out.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's what it's there for. So, so there you go. <laughs> well, Jonathan, why don't you kick us off since you've gone to shows? Um, yeah, I'm
1: gonna say I, 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 <laughs> you've gotten I, I, out of the house. I haven't I've been done bustling anything. Bustling.
0: Atlanta was my show for the year this year. So next year, my schedule is opening up a little bit. Some conferences are happening at different times. I might be able to hit DC next year. Oh, that'll be so. That'll oh, be boy. awesome. They moved that conference back a week, so I'm hoping. Cool. That's
1: that's good. Yeah. So. Let's see. Two shows have happened since uh, the last episode. Uh, the late, the first one being the St. Louis show. Uh, I did not go. I can't say much about it. It happened. And here we are. <laughs> um, there was a
2: show in this place with some pens. And there we go.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't there and I haven't really spoken to anybody who was. So I couldn't say too much about it. Uh, Then there was the the new Pacific Northwest Penn show that was about a week ago, and that was in Portland, Oregon, and it was a two-day show. Instead of being a Friday-Saturday, it was actually a Saturday-Sunday show, Mm -hmm. which I thought was interesting. I I get it now that I've done it and been there um, with people's working days and things like that. I don't think Friday would have been as beneficial as it you know, time-wise as Sunday ended up being. Uh, but it was a first-time show, uh, definitely on the small side of the spectrum as far as the number of vendors and, you know, showroom, you know, square footage, so to speak. But we had a great turnout with the attendance, and it was an awesome show. Had a lot of fun. I got to see a lot of friends that I only usually see once a year in San Francisco. And I think the the show promoters did a really good job, you know, staffing the show with helpers, not just for the vendors, you know, because most vendors are always solo. So if you need to use the restroom, get water, go get lunch. Uh, anything, you know, you don't want to leave your table unattended. They had staff like crazy to help with that. They would sit at your table, uh, you know, man the ship, so to speak, while you took care of whatever you had to to do. And on top of that, the, the show layout was a bit stretched, would be a good way to put it. It was on a mezzanine level of the hotel and it was on opposite. There were two rooms, one on the opposite end of the hotel from the other. So you had to go to one side and then no to go all the way across the, the hotel to the other side. And you know, there was one balcony that connected everything. So it wasn't too convoluted, but the people who were helping, uh, for the show, volunteering and whatnot. Uh, Not only would they go table to table asking vendors if they needed anything, but when they're not doing that, they were just striking up conversations with the people in attendance and asking how they're doing with the show. If They're finding what they want. Do Do they need help finding a certain type of item? But they would also make sure to ask or point out the other ballroom. So, There wasn't a loss of foot traffic on one side or the other. And from what I can tell, that worked wonders because both rooms were busy as could be for the entirety of the show. It was awesome. Well,
0: that would Um, be, you know, that sounds like a good idea to have that many volunteers out and about, you know, checking in with folks, even, even, you know, attendees rather than just the vendors.
1: Right. And like I said, the number of vendors was fairly low. I want to say less than 30, 30 or less total vendors. Each room maybe had 12 vendors, 12 to 15 vendors a piece. And I want to say, uh, how did I put it in the pre show? Uh, oh, the attendance to vendor ratio was really good uh, because there's enough diversity between all the vendors to where we kind of, covered all the bases for pin show needs, drongles was there with, you know, pens, papers, ink, oblation pen and paper was in the opposite ballroom. So, you know, the promoter did a good job spreading out. So no no one ballroom was maxed out on what the big draws to a pin show would be. Mm-hmm. So that really helped.
0: Yeah, that uh, makes it easier. I mean, if everybody's not in just one room, because that's where Atlanta was a little bit like that this year, I think. Um, yeah, I,
1: I think our room
0: and the main ballroom got
1: more attention than the sock, than the third. Yeah. Uh, Well, the middle ballroom, I should call it, because <laughs> technically we were in the small ballroom. But we <laughs> yeah. had Van S. Pens in there with us, who has probably the biggest draw of the show of any show because they have all the inks, all the mm-hmm. pen, you know, all the papers. Uh, Drumgles was in the other room across the hall yep. and they were very busy, but I don't think many of the other vendors in that room got as much love and attention as if you've got ink and paper, you, you, you're, you're golden. Mm-hmm. For, oh yeah. For, put put, put Van Ness in our room. Uh, in LA.
0: Yeah. It I mean,
1: you, else. you were literally right beside him. So you know exactly how beneficial it could be.
0: It helps. I actually told a couple of people, "Hey, that ink would go great with this pen right over here." I saw you (laughs) buy it. I saw you buy it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, oh, one vendor that was there, I forgot to mention in pre-show was uh, Dan and family with Enigma Mm pens.
0: Yeah, I saw. I'm sorry, Enigma stationery. I forgot. I saw their. I saw their post when they had returned home. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it was good catching up with Dan and family. That was uh that was fun. But they were in the opposite ballroom of me. So I we only got to talk intermittently. We didn't get a chance to, you know, shoot the you know what all day long. Like uh <laughs> uh I got to do with uh Sean Newton and Jim Hines because they were immediately beside and in front of me. Right. So but now uh show did really well. I think it was I, I honestly think it was a big success. Uh, I've already told them sign me up for next year, and uh, there there's room to add more vendors. But I honestly think they should probably keep it fairly small until the attendance demands growth. Because I think if you flip flop the the ratio, have too many vendors and not enough attendees, you know you do that for
0: enough consecutive years the show's gonna dwindle and die, I think. Yeah, that mm-hmm. could get rough. Yeah. Yeah. Too many options is is can be a problem. Yeah, and we all know that just from pen sales. Yeah. You know, you know,
1: you know, if any of us just put out a whole bin of materials and say, Okay, pick one, they're gonna take it's gonna take a long time to make a decision. <laughs> right. um. But yeah that was uh that was fun i'm st- like i mentioned pre-show i'm still stuck on west coast time so i'm up late <laughs> but i'm up early because you know the family doesn't know how to be quiet at 7 a.m
2: <laughs> well if you were on central time it would help because you would be that much closer but uh, yeah yeah Eastern when i did
0: standard you... is still the best jason come on now yeah yeah, when I
1: did Chicago, there was really no ill effects as far as jet lag and That's I'm things doing. like that. But the West Coast, I think by the time San Francisco comes around, I'm going to be back on my normal time. And then I'll be back out West for <laughs> four days and come back and be screwed up for another month and a half.
0: <laughs> That's how but we works. do have.
1: Uh, but now we're uh, we're over here hustling for D.C. Because now we Ooh,
2: it's coming up. You, know,
1: you get done with one show and three weeks later you're you're going to the next one. And then two weeks after that, it's San Francisco.
2: Oh my gosh, man. <laughs>
1: wow. And those are the two biggest shows of the year. Back to back. Back to back. Two weeks apart. Gotta love it. Well, when oh, is Orlando? Orlando is early September. Okay. I, I don't have the calendar in front of me, but I want to say it's like the second weekend of September. Yeah.
0: I think I'm going to actually be in Jacksonville with work while it's going on. I yeah. I think, say. I think that's
1: so. what, I think that's what we talked about last, uh, um, last time
0: I reached out. I'm going to send them a pen as a giveaway for the show, like a door prize. Oh, that'd so be fun. I can't be there like, at least, you know, help out with the show a little bit, try to, you know, something.
1: Yeah. I hear it's a really, I heard it. They did the first year went really well. I think they're expecting to do just as well this time. I know DC is, I mean, DC is always the biggest show of the year. And to me, it just seems like it's getting bigger than it did last year. Um uh, I know there's gonna be way more small makers this year than I think at any other show ever. If uh it. yeah, looking at the vendor list, there's going to be a ton of small makers which is not a bad thing it'll be a new thing but i don't think it'll be a bad thing i think it'll be kind of like uh last year when i think it was what five or six of us all in this one little area in the back of the no no that that was the two years ago before the construction yeah Uh, there's like five or six of us all in this little area in the back of the ballroom and you know if you needed a custom bin that's just the area you had to head towards and we all had a good time every i think everybody did well uh last year we'll just call that the the off year because of the construction and i have no idea what the floor layout is going to look like (laughs) this year um but i did hear two cool new attendees as vendors for dc this year uh one is going to be our friend sean allett with london pinco He's coming nice. down from Canada to to uh, be a vendor because he's shipping me a bunch of stuff that I'm driving up for. Him. <laughs> <laughs> and then the this other vendor I just found out about, I think, two days ago. I don't even know if they've announced it. Like publicly, I mean, it's out there. Don't get me wrong. It's on the vendor list of uh, on the D.C. website. So it's not a secret. Uh Leonardo. It's going to
0: be oh. there in person? Wow! Yeah,
1: they're going to have it. They have a table this year.
0: Oh, So, that's at, so Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo aren't <laughs> going to be there. It's just them. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be Leonardo. cool to see. I don't. I mean, they don't. Is that a first ever in the U.S. at a show?
1: In the U.S., I want to say yes. I think hmm, they did. Wow. The, I think they had a table at the the, the recent Dutch Pin Show. If I'm not mistaken, I had they had a table. Uh, but as far as us i want to say this is going to be their first one i'm excited to meet them in person obviously because i i work so extensively with Mm -hmm. them and uh it's gonna i think it's gonna bridge a a gap uh that i have with them as far as they always want to see the newest materials but i don't usually have a finished pen and something that's brand new right And I've been working a lot of new materials for DC and San Francisco that I'll I'm hoping to have finished in time where I'm basically just going to bring Salvatore to the table and say, okay, this is new. 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 You know, tell me what you want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think that's going to be really fun. And, uh, the only thing I'm not looking forward to with DC is the drive.
0: Oh, that'll be rough.
1: Yeah, it's fine. From So I'm on the border between South Carolina and Georgia, just off of I-20. So it's all freeway for me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But it's typically smooth sailing from the Georgia-South Carolina border all the way up till you get to Richmond, Virginia. As soon as you hit Richmond, from Richmond to D.C., Takes just as long as South (laughs) Carolina to Richmond. That is true. I mean, right around like the Quantico area. I mean, it's like four or five lanes wide bumper to bumper. Yep. The entire way into DC. And you're at a, usually you're at a
0: crawl.
2: That's awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, that, the last time we went up, I think we got a little bit closer, but it was, More at a standstill than a crawl, (laughs) you know. It it didn't hit us quite as far out, but then it was a standstill, and it took us way longer to get to the hotel, um, than than we planned. Yeah,
1: I mean, we leave. We're gonna leave because it's just me and Kristen this year. So with that, my plan is to leave like four or five a.m. and just Mm -hmm. see if that makes a difference. But what's really weird to me is the drive home. For some reason, the drive home is just as bad. <laughs> leaving, you know, to me, logically, you I would not think leaving the D.C. area, heading south. You know, the southbound traffic would be as bad as the northbound traffic on a Monday morning. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, it's
0: just as bad, if not worse.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> That's wild.
0: It's it's one of those cities like L.A. or Atlanta or or I know Jason is I think Houston might be like that too. It's just traffic has no rhyme or reason. It's uh, it's not just a Monday oh, through Friday kind of deal.
2: No, Houston's pretty if you discount stupid drivers and accidents and all that fun stuff. It's well barely yeah. predictable. Certain highways are pretty predictable. Where, like, Monday is always going to be really easy, and then Tuesday is going to suck. Wednesday sucks. Thursday starts to get better. And then Friday is fairly decent. But then if you try to leave work early, everybody's leaving early. And so, then it's, <laughs> yeah, then it's like Tuesday again. So, right. but you kind of know the highways and how they operate. Um, so, I would say Houston's probably the better out of all that in terms of predictability.
0: Well, I was just trying to be inclusive for you, you know, so you could. You
2: know. <laughs> no, we're just out there, man.
0: Yeah, commiserate with us.
2: Oh, I'm not saying it's not awful. <laughs> I saying, the, route, wanna... the route I have to go to work. They've been working on the interchange there. Four years? Ooh. <laughs> By the time they get done, they're going to tear it back up. Six or seven. I think it's like a six or seven year project. From what I can tell, it's not going to help anything. And by the yeah. time you know, like you said, that once they finish, it doesn't matter. They the did that the- with um, the interstate I ten. It's like yeah. the widest highway in the country. And by the time they finished, it was back to max capacity.
1: Yeah, that's you know so what that's called, it, right? It's called job security. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> These
2: guys are all working hourly. <laughs> yep. That's what. What do they call the? um the one 45, they call it the 40, 401K freeway. Because they, <laughs> they just keep working on it, like it. Yeah. finish one section, go start another one. Oh, that one needs to go back to that one. Like it's it's been under construction as long as I've lived in Houston, which is almost 20 years now. It's just been under construction constantly.
1: So yeah, the when I used to live that. in when I used to live in Las Vegas, there was. You'd always see uh, these meme T-shirts out that you know the state bird is a traffic cone or the state animal is a traffic <laughs> cone, you know stuff like that. The construction, you know, construction, you know, starting thing is the state tree, because they were constantly like as soon as they got done fi- finish widening the freeway, they would close half of it back down just to widen it another two right. lanes, and, you know, and it, it was just it, it was always under construction.
0: It's like seventy five. I seventy five. If you get to Macon, oh geez, um, yeah,
1: seventy five is horrible.
0: Well, there was a the interchange between I seventy five and I sixteen, which goes out to uh, Savannah area. Mm-hmm. Has been, they've been working on it since I was in high school, I think, and they finally finished it, but now it's too narrow, right? And there used to be this. There was this. There was this construction zone that would go. So the Florida line is where the mileage resets. Resets at the southern border. So you know you got mile zero on seventy five. Mm-hmm. The ex- exit numbers, I should say. So yeah. so from like exit one all the way to like into the one fifties was just a a a moving migrating carnival of construction and chaos. <laughs> and it and it started in the 90s oh
2: my gosh
0: and portions of it are still going you mm-hmm. know cuz they'll they'll start they'll start it making and go south and well then they have to turn around and go back north again because it's all 20 years old by the time they get to the you know the, right? the bottom end of it
2: Good yeah grief.
0: job Oops. security man whoever uh, owns those paving companies is just they're set they're banking they're, their grandchildren are set yeah uh what's
1: the name of the the um Oh, uh, Brad you're going to know this and I don't even know how to put it in the right hmm. It's like a Greek uh Sisyphus. Yes, pushing the rock up the hill just of have it go back down. That's a
0: Sisyphean task.
1: Yes, yeah. thank you. I yeah, was tr- yeah. I knew Sisyphean, but I didn't know how to put it into, into well I mean it, it could context. be context.
0: <laughs> what is it? It could be Sisyphean or Pyrrhic, you know, either way. Um Yeah. I know Pyrrhic was what you you won the battle, but it was at the cost of everything that you had, you know, that kind of thing, too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and uh, speaking of Savannah, they're they're tearing up a lot of uh, the roads down there, too. I was uh, the me, Shay and Aiden went down to Savannah, Tybee Island in Savannah uh, for a quick three day uh, vacation a few weeks ago, um, one just to go to the beach for a few days. And to uh, we were surprising Aiden with uh, tickets to go see uh, the YouTubers Dude Perfect. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. Jason. I know you've probably heard of them. Being in Texas, mm-hmm. they're I'm sure they're huge down there. Um, oh, are they, they
2: ha- in Texas?
1: Yeah, I think they're. I don't even know that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're outside of Dallas.
2: That would make sense. Um, That's why I've never heard of them.
1: Gotcha. <laughs> um but yeah they did a, they're doing a, a summer stadium tour and they had a, a an event in savannah so we surprised Aiden and, and uh had a lot of fun that was actually a, it's it's you know it's a big kids thing but mm-hmm. honestly for the even for the adults it was it was entertaining as could be it was actually oh, a lot cool. of fun um but yeah we uh spent a little time at the beach and you know recharged for a few days and came back to the grindstone
2: way
1: (laughs) worse might as well yeah it was hilarious so Aiden is the type of kid that you know is interested in you know you know animals and butterflies bugs critters and stuff like that like we have a bunch of tadpoles growing uh growing up in the uh little pond in front of the house and so she's out there just constantly like checking on how they're uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, their, their stuff's going, but she, you know, God forbid she would not stick her hand in there and try to try to grab one though. Right, She's, yeah. she's <laughs> not a hands-on uh, type of kid. So we're at the beach in the ocean. Now we're um, Tybee Island has, is where the Savannah river comes up. So we were on the North side of the Island where the, where the river is coming in. And if you go on the east side of the island, that's where all the waves are have action. So this year we stayed at the north side, so there's no waves whatsoever. No current, no undertow. So much better with small kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no waves. That's the that's the one downside. But the sea life is way more abundant or easily seen and oh yeah. Held or whatever. So me and Aiden are in the ocean, just doing her thing. you know, I'm kind of digging with my feet, maybe I'll find a sand dollar, that kind of thing and i and I'm teaching her to, how to do the same thing, and she starts doing this, oh, I feel something like we'll reach down and grab it, and she does <laughs> she I am not kidding. she picks up a clam <laughs> <laughs> bigger than my hand <laughs> uh, this oh, thing was man. massive. And oh, I'm like, my all gosh. right, that's cool. And I mean, she's like, <laughs> all excited. look what I found. I'm like, I can't believe you actually picked that thing up and pulled it out of the ocean. <laughs> um, so, it, so that was done. And then uh, we had dolphins swimming within 10 feet of us. Oh, wow. And I mean, wow. I'm like waist high water and there's, there's like just this, this pot of dolphins just all around us for hours. That's it was close. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that was really awesome. And the other, the only other really cool thing is, uh, after the, after the clam discovery, I got a, like a sandcastle shovel. I'm like, I'm not digging it with my toes anymore. (laughs) 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 So I had that, you know, I'd feel around with my toes, but if I feel something hard, I'm digging it up with the shovel right? kind kind of deal. So I started doing that and I see this little, uh, black dot floating on the water next to me. And I'm like, what is that? Because it's, it's alive. It's moving. Mm. Can't tell what it is. So I scoop it up with the little shovel. Now, granted, this thing is smaller than a nickel in diameter. This thing is tiny. So I had to, you know, went up to shore with it in the shovel and I had to get my phone and zoom in. It was a baby puffer fish. Oh, wow. What? I mean, the thing was teeny oh tiny. Um, I'll have to send you guys a photo of it. And, uh, you know. It got returned back to the ocean. Don't worry. And, uh, but it was just really cool to, you know, I'd never seen
0: one. Yeah. close like that, man, you're, oh. you're braver than I am. I don't, <laughs> I don't do the ocean, man. There's things big enough to eat me in there, man. That's not
1: the dolphins made me more comfortable. You know, now, yeah, well, I, I will yeah. say when a dorsal fin pops out of the water, like you don't arms, care what it is. Arms length
0: from you. Yes. You, you have a tiny freak out moment. It doesn't matter what's <laughs> under the water. When that dorsal fin comes up, you only have one thought, right? Oh, I did have that thought.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm out.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, well, when I, when I was facing the dolphin pod, I could, you know, it, within 10 feet, 10 feet or further, I should say. But when I had my back to them at one point, uh, Shay was, Shay is like you, Brad. She does not go in the ocean. She did not come in there once. Smart. Smart. (laughs) So but she's watching us and all that kind of fun stuff. And she said, as soon as I turned around to to talk to her about something, she said one surfaced within like three feet of me. Oh. (laughs) I didn't feel it. I didn't I didn't have a sixth sense, like a spine tingle. One meaning dolphin, right? Yes, dolphin. Okay. Yeah, so dolphin like surfaced literally three feet behind me but i didn't feel it i didn't sense it and that ultimately freaked me out more than anything else yeah you know i mean <laughs> i just i you something that big could be that close and you not sense it
2: that's that was my scary
1: that's my ul- that was my ultimate like creeped out freaky i mean i didn't get out of the water but still it, it freaked me out
0: I mean, you know, there's, there's certain things about being human being joy, like the food chain in most situations. But if you get into a situation where you're not <laughs> top of the food chain in your general vicinity, you need to relocate yourself. I mean, that's yeah. just <laughs> true, um, true. You know, I'm not, <laughs> that's just a survival instinct I have, I guess. I don't know. Uh. Anything, oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> anything big enough to eat me and just take me out. I'm not going to get around it, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> <Just> not. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. yeah. Summertime. It's been warm. Jason and I were both um, making remarks Too about warm. the... Uh, the the number of degrees in the temperature of our shops every day.
1: Yeah, there's no way I'd be in be in my shop if it was uh, ni- anywhere above 90 degrees.
0: I think I I think it was like 115, 116, something in my shop the other day, I think. Before. Because yeah. you know, I don't I don't have full-time climate control yet. When I build the new version shop 3.0 or whatever it's going to be, I will have full-time climate control and I'm going to insulate it. I don't want to say correctly because then it'll make it sound like I didn't do it the right way. <laughs> Let's say better. Um, you know, you because go. I insulated this shop correctly, except not. Um, the secret well, your think, attic
1: space isn't temperature controlled in the first place. No,
0: it's not. So it has three quarters of it is still unconditioned space, which does not lend well to adding condition space unless you do all of it. Right. Um, and I think yeah. the secret is going to be, I'm going to use that foam, uh, the foam insulation board with the aluminum uh, backing mm-hmm. on it, the radiant, yeah. the radiant, mm-hmm. and then put it in the ceiling as well. I mean, right. th- my shop is very well insulated. I mean, as far as what you would normally do, but, I think if I use that and then I want to put a vapor barrier in, I didn't do that this time around. And my Mm -hmm. chucks on my everything rusts up like if it rains and I'm not in the shop for a day or two. um, I have to spray it down with that. Oh, that stuff. We that stuff a bunch of us bought a while back that somebody brought up. It's a, uh, it's a rust. Oh, yeah. Um, I know something nine or whatever it is. Didn't uh, Carl bring that up? I think Carl did. Yeah. So shout out to Carl. Um, What I'll do is if I know I'm not going to be in the shop for a few days and it's the summertime in Georgia, it's going to rain. So I just spray the, I hose the chuck down with it and just leave it. And usually it's fine. So I'm going to do a vapor barrier and then the, the insulation on the inside of it. And I think that, I think that would eliminate the issue. Uh, But yeah, it's, Portable little portable air conditioner up there just cannot compete with that amount of heat that's already in the room. Yeah, uh, there's nowhere for it to go. You
2: mm-hmm. know.
0: Yeah, I keep my. I'm in
1: a two car, a two car garage, so I'm I'm insulated on three walls, garage door on the fourth. Um, so I know that's why I'm losing all my air conditioning. Because um, I do keep mine running pretty much twenty four seven. I just turn it turn it. Low during the day when I'm in here,
0: turn it up to like mid-70s. Oh, yeah. That would be great. Even if it was like 75 in there, I'd be happy with it. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. No, 75, I'm not coming out. No, no, (laughs) no. I mean.
2: Oh, I
0: am spoiled. (laughs) I am spoiled and proud of it. Well, I've gotten, I, I used to hate air conditioning. I grew up without it. In, in middle Georgia 20 minutes from where yeah. I am right now I grew up without air conditioning um and so for years and years and years I hated it because I would just freeze everywhere I went I was so mm-hmm. cold but now <laughs> I'm in my mid 40s almost on the backside of the middle of the 40s <laughs> um I appreciate the advent of air conditioned space mm-hmm. more than I ever thought and now I keep like turning it down to like okay, let's get it to 68. That feels good. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I hated it for so long, man. And now I'm all like, do you have air? Is it air conditioned? Then I'm not going. Yeah, I'm just not going. It's not. Yeah.
1: Like during I'm the out. summer, Aiden's talking about, let's go camping in the backyard. I'm like, have fun. Yuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey, no way I'm going out there. Yuck, I, I barely want to walk to the car right now just to get in and turn the <laughs> AC on. It's it's nothing that's but rough, it, it's you know, we call it soupy down here right now. Oh, yes, it's just, swampy, it, bro. It's, the, it's it's so thick ugh. right now. It's you can't, you have to take like five showers a day if you spend mm-hmm. any time outside. Like, uh, so Shay, who you know, she's working from home, we run the she has her canine athletic center, she now. Uh, through her website, you can uh, pre-schedule lesson times. Well, it's get it's too hot in the middle of the day now, so she has a she her classes start at six a.m. and stops at eleven, mm-hmm. and then she has the and then she has it blocked off from eleven to like six p.m. where you cannot schedule a lesson. So it's only early morning or later in the evening that. You know, she even will take a lesson. But as she has it broken up morning and afternoon, she takes like four showers a day.
2: <laughs> oh man! Because
1: it's just
0: so soupy <clears throat> outside right now. It's it's miserable. I mean, I can't. I I would say, that I think people would, you know, say, "Hey, that's <laughs> atpt bingo kind of question right there." <laughs>
1: yeah, oh, I'm sure they've got enough squares covered by now. Yeah, they should. Well, well my problem. multifaceted. Okay. <laughs> now now, the, no, now, they, got, now they got somebody's bingo. got yeah. a bingo. Now they got
0: bingo. Throw that one out there. That should we'll be tailor
2: we'll this show for your bingo. That card. one should just be the center yeah.
0: square, you know? It just it's a freebie every time. Um yeah, that's center square right there.
2: <laughs> right in Dame. the middle.
0: Right, right. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. bangerang <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> so um, let's talk about some uh, tips and tricks for pin show newbies. For uh, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, do that. Um, for makers going to their first show, I know we've had a lot of makers. I think within the last year that have made their first appearances at yeah. shows. I know Jason did. Mm-hmm. Uh, several others have. Um, I've I've got a whole three shows under my belt now, and I'm I'm a veteran. Oh yeah, <laughs> pro, I'm, right? You I'm are wise, pro. wise and learned at this point. No, yeah, not at all. I'm still, you know, there's tons of things to learn. Um, Always, I, <laughs> you know, my biggest tip for for the newbie, <clears throat> the burgeoning pin show vendor, um, <laughs> would be don't overpack yeah because that stuff's <laughs> gotta
1: go somewhere yes, once it gets to your table, and there's not a whole there's not nearly as much room as you may think
0: and then you have to unload it all when you get back, um yeah, which is almost almost as bad because the d c show the first show well, I guess it was Atlanta
1: no, Atlanta was your first one, yeah
0: you did it. you've done
1: Atlanta d c the same here, and then Atlanta this year
0: had these gigantic husky bins from Home Depot it's huge and just so full of stuff. And I came home and I immediately started finding ways to pare down what I was taking. Anything I didn't use didn't come back next year. Didn't come back next time. Didn't come back. And and I've even with Atlanta this time around, there was still stuff I didn't use. So that's not no longer going into the mix um, at all. It's just too much of a pain, man.
1: Yeah, I've I've got it broken down, you know, this outside of nibs. You Know things like business cards, the business card holder, things like that. Right, like straight up, you know, ancillary tools that I think I might need if an issue were to come up. I've got it. I've got it broken down to one of those uh, little. Uh, if you go to like Hobby Lobby, it's not. It's either in the storage bin area or the like the craft jewelry mm-hmm. aisle. Just one of those little mini tackle box. Style uh, Mm -hmm. bent. I have a couple of micro mesh pads in there, uh, mostly for tuning nibs, uh, brass shims, uh, a couple extra feeds and housings. Yep, just like what Brad held up. Uh, A couple feeds and extra feeds and housings, just in case. Um. Oh gosh, what a little deburring tool. Some Q tips, uh, silicone grease. Uh since I do have a uh a bench lathe that the, I can do nib polishing on, I've got the polishing wheels and the actual chuck, the little mini Jacobs chuck that goes on it, fits in that storage bin, a loop, an extra loop, because I always set it down and can't find it again.
0: Yep. And some uh little wooden toothpicks. I'm the weirdo that has to bring every tap and die that I might need to repair oh, a thread to. Yes,
1: and my tap and Tap and die for
0: caps yep. and sections. Sorry, and yes. so Thank that's you. a. I have, so I bring what like three of those little organized. Well, I bring one of the really small ones that's got all of my converters in it, and then I bring a big one for nibs and a big one with all those tools in there. And I think you know, I think there's more I can put into those bins and keep from having to have. Yeah, you, know, you can probably consolidate a little bit. Consolidate a lot of the things. I may just only like order medium nibs next time or something and just take all meat. I don't know. (laughs) Just kidding. So
1: it's funny you bring that up. So Portland threw me for a loop because every show this year, it was so heavy on medium and broad nibs. Yeah. uh, As far as what customers wanted in their pens. Atlanta was, it it was like 10 to one, either medium or broad to any other size. And that was because there's so many nib grinders. They were yep. basically going to go take that pen and have a grind done to it. Now Portland had, let's see, uh, Kirk Spear, Matthew Chen, Gina Solano. Am I missing anybody? Uh, no, I believe it only had. Yeah, it had the three those three nib grinders, and even with that, I had more people request extra fine and fine
2: than really? any other,
1: than any other size, oh wow, yeah, it threw me for a complete loop because i I bought you know I stocked up heavily on mediums and broads, thinking mm-hmm. that's you know I had you know the little uh bins or the little bin that I keep my nibs in right it, it's a six cavity uh, little tray i I think I can hold like twenty five of each size nib in there with one bin for like. W- Extras of any particular size. And I want to say I. I went through almost all the extra fine that I had. I didn't have 25. Oh but I had had a good dozen or so extra fine. And they were all gone by the, end, by the end of the show.
0: Do you think it's because it might be a newer show. And people don't realize that the grinders are there?
1: I, it's possible. Uh, I just know so many people. Hmm. Were wanting extra fine. And thankfully I had. You know. So again, back, you know, tailoring this back to the pin show, you know, newbie, definitely have your nib tuning supplies out and on the table, ready yep. to go, and that you're well versed in tackling any type of nib situation you can think of. Um, because for the majority of us, when we sell a pen, we usually have a bottle of ink and offer to ink the pen for the customer on the spot. And what I do is I have a bottle of ink and I either offer to dip the pen. So I, at least I can tune it. They can write with it, make sure they're happy with it. And then I have the cleaning supplies on hand as well, or I'll ink it up all the way. And then same thing, same process tune it right. and we all write with it. Um, it's good to have your setup on your table kind of ready to go that way. You're not having to pull your bin out and fish for the right part. You know, yep. you know, every single time you're trying to work with somebody, have your stuff out, have it ready, but also be well-versed in tackling whatever that nib out of the bin is going to look like, whether your tines are misaligned or spread too far, too
0: tight. Well, if you they're know, just like that, you just put it back and get another one.
1: Well, you could <laughs> do
0: that, yes,
1: but eventually you know, you're going to pick it back up.
0: <laughs> at least you know, and at a at a minimum, I would say basic smoothing and and polishing, yes, of the, of the nib because you know I had a couple of people come back to my table in Atlanta, and I had worked on the nibs. What I can do, um, and I think I just I. I smoothed one too much, you know. You know how you like to have a little tooth on it. Um, I just used yeah. too fine a too fine a sandpaper on it, and uh, I think I sent them down to you because I was like, "Yeah, let's just let's just put it on a wheel, and and that'll work." You know, so just basic yeah. getting them to write well, you know, and because there are going to be grinders at the show who can tackle more difficult issues if there is something uh, that needs to go on and. I would look down at Mark and just be like, can you please, please please fix this for me?
1: Basically, our objective is to get it writing properly, not Mm -hmm. necessarily tuned. Not perfectly, (laughs) not not necessarily (laughs) tuned to the person, because that does require a a whole different skill set that not, you know, I don't even have. So my goal is just to get it writing well yeah and then from there if you get tuned or tailored to your hand that's when you get mark or gina or matthew
0: kirk any of the nip grinders to tackle that issue for you that was their job we didn't have a whole lot of i don't remember being in atlanta this year i know that mark was there was mark matthew was there um i don't think damien was there
1: no, not this year. Damien was not there. there There's was another, another one
0: that's just escaped, It's escaping my my brain. Yeah, they were in the room across from us on the left-hand side once you went in the door. Yeah. Was it Mike, Mike Masi- was, about it? was it Mike Masayama? Might have been. And that was it. I mean, uh, yeah. so, you know, okay. And let me see. As far as the only other thing I, I, th- I like to think of is lights. Make sure you have lights on your table. Yes. Because and something the, to power them with. Well, that's important <laughs> as well. Um, you know, whether that's a battery bank, I have smaller battery banks. I finally figured out how to charge my other one. It was just a crappy cable. Got a better cable and it charged up. Good. Um, So, you know, show lighting is never going to be good enough to look at the pins. You need something closer to you, you know, a, a closer light source where people can actually look at it. Nothing's going to be as good as sunlight. We know that. Yeah. Um, But. A couple, and you don't have to spend a whole lot of money. the The ones I have, I bought for like twenty five bucks a piece on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon will give you a plethora of options. For uh, Um, Atlanta, two years ago, and they still, I use them on my desk every day. I even travel with them for work because hotel desk lamps are horrible too. And I take this, I travel with them everywhere I go for work. And I mean, for the money, I've, I've, they've paid for themselves hundreds of times over already. Yeah. Oh, definitely uh in portland uh so matthew like i mentioned matthew chin was
1: there uh he forgot to pack his clamp on uh desk lamp mm-hmm. that he usually uses while he grinds so i actually pa- uh, that's the one area i do tend to overpack is my lighting right and, I've, and i only do that because i've had a light fail in the middle of a show and it really does oh, gosh. Make, a, make an effect on things
0: yeah and Especially with these, we're not we're not breaking the bank on these lights, so yeah, one's no. going to fail at some point.
1: Exactly. So uh I I let Matthew borrow one for the show, and he, I mean, mine kind of has a uh, articulate. You can articulate it in all kind of directions. He was able to have it. You know, he used it perfectly for what he for his use, and uh he gave it back to me on Sunday, and I've got five or six of them. I only use three. But I've got backups just in case Um, the another item that I would say would every vendor should have is some sort of signage, whether it's a tablecloth table, a table runner, I think, is the most beneficial and affordable way
0: to go. Right. You can't always hang a sign. You may not have a wall table. Um, Right. You don't want to bring some shows don't even allow you you to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Some shows don't allow you to hang stuff on the walls. I use my runner, you know, my, my mom actually gave it to me as a gift for the, you know, before we went to DC That's cool. and, you know, you got to get something to have your name, you know, where people can see it at least. Cause you know, in the shows, especially when you can't put up signs, signage like that, they're used to looking at the tables to see who you are. Right. And I, I just bought
1: one. So like I mentioned earlier, Kristen's going with me to DC and this is going to be their first time kind of having their own dedicated show space. Right. So mm. I actually that's bought, cool. I bought them a table runner. Um, It should awesome. actually, it should be getting delivered uh, this coming week. Nice. And just, you know, just in time for DC and that way my stuff will be designated. Their stuff that's going to be designated. You know, it's still going to run through my credit card processor, but right. You know, as far as whose work is whose, you know, it's an easier way to delineate because I still took their stuff up to Portland, and you know, I've mentioned several times my chaos display (laughs) setup. (laughs) (laughs) is is not for everybody so i don't recommend
0: doing that if it's your first time don't just dump them on the table there's nothing wrong with minimum effort maximum return dude there's nothing wrong with that it's working i'm not gonna change it until it stops (laughs) and it takes three (laughs) hours to put all those display stands together that you have too so you have so many of them i did actually had i so uh,
1: again talking about Kristen. i was not allowed to uh just dump theirs on the table. Oh well, that's good. That's <laughs> they good. wanted they wanted their theirs on a display setup, so I actually <laughs> had to take some, put them together, and what I had to experiment with was where to put it on the table. Right. So on Saturday, I had all my stuff basically from the left side of the table to the middle in a big pile, and then theirs is on the on the right, my right side of the table on the displays. And their stuff didn't necessarily get overlooked, but everybody was so focused on the big pile of pens in the middle of the table that I didn't sell as many of Kristen's pins on Saturday. But Sunday, I decided to, you know, part the Red Sea, so to speak, put mine on either end and have theirs in the middle. And then theirs actually started selling better. Right.
0: Well, yeah, I mean center of attention kind of thing oh. yeah so uh, no go ahead go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll keep it i'll keep it in the front of my brain okay basically. i was
1: gonna say uh when it comes to setting up your you know again for show first time pen show go or vendor or whatever um don't don't get married to your first display setup no play around <laughs> <Yeah>. you know <laughs> pay pay, yeah. pay attention to what your customers are paying attention to yep. notice what the first thing they look at is notice what the first thing they reach for is where it's at on the table. It, okay. If they keep going towards the left center, what is there that keeps drawing attention? Is it because there's a sparkly pin that's hit that the light's hitting just right? Yep. Is it because there's, it's asymmetrical and that's catching their eye, you know, pay attention to the, all the, you know, pay attention to the people walking up just as much as Anything else? Because that is a ton of information you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to get by asking. Because mm-hmm. because it's instinctual, up to a point, right? So it's really key that you pay you you lock in on that. You know, keep notes. Keep a little notepad under the table, off to the side. You know, take notes, and then you know, kind of build a rapport of what's working, what doesn't seem to be working as well. And it might take a few shows to to dial in. But I'm telling you, once you dial it in, just dump it on the table and it works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the Brooks method. There you go. But I, I just had that thought and I was like, bring a fan of some sort, a small fan. Oh, yes. Because was it DC well, we- two years ago? How hot yeah. did it get? Oh, my God. Until until Matthew finally harassed him long enough <laughs> to turn the air conditioning on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, uh, bring a small fan because you never know what kind of heating or air conditioning setup they're going to have. They may be so busy they don't get it turned on in that room for several hours. And with as
1: many people that enter that room, it gets hot.
0: Yes, it does. And just the... the
1: the stress of it all, you're going to be warming up
0: the room in Atlanta this past time. I know on Saturday, there was a time for about two hours where it was really, really packed in there. Yeah. And it got, I mean, it got steamy in that room. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. So a fan and I, yeah, a fan, whether it's battery operated or you plug it in or something, just bring something because you need that. You're going to be sitting at that table for a while
1: yeah oh speaking of plugging in that was sorry i i keep you keep reminding me how it goes man little stuff that happened in portland uh one thing the uh the show promoter did for people that unsequestered was they ran power to all the internal tables no oh wow yeah that's awesome and it wasn't just like a a, yes there was technically an extension cord but it it had a uh uh
2: cover trip. over it so they didn't trip over
1: it well, yeah they taped them they taped everything down Did have a uh, power strip on them yes thank you power strip i could not think mm. of that word
0: but yeah that's so what? you had a
1: power strip like <laughs> zip tied to your table
0: oh nice oh wow
1: yeah it, it was like that's they, impressive so the promoter and i we had a lot of behind the scenes chats not just with me but with other vendors as well and we all kind of gave feedback about Stuff and that was actually something I had brought up was you know interior tables you typically never can get power and they're kind of bootstrapped because
0: unless you bring a 50 foot extension cord with you everywhere you go, like I do, yeah, I find power (laughs)
1: actually. So, I packed it's what's funny is so I was on a wall table and um, I packed an extension cord and a power strip and everything. And I ended up needing to use it because my outlet was kind of around the corner, yeah because I was I was near the employee area so I had to kind of loop my cable around and I actually for i I remembered the the pack the power strip but I
0: forgot for some
1: reason I thought the extension cord was the hotels and it wasn't mine so I left it and you know I had already packed up and and gone and I guess the the engineer for the hotel was Tidying up as people were were leaving the room, and uh turns out that they were like, "Hey, this is not ours. Who you know? did anybody know who this belongs to?" And uh oh, Jim gosh. Himes. Well, no, it, was, it worked out. Jim Himes was still in the room packing. And he's like, "Oh, that's Brooks's. I'll take it. I'll, I'm going to see him in DC, so he's going to bring it to me." And
2: oh, good, Perfect. in
1: DC. So I was like, "All right, that's awesome." Uh, they also provided. Uh, security during the show that actually walked the show ground oh wow
0: that would have been um, nice in atlanta
1: yeah it would not not just somebody sitting on a stool at the entrance that that this this person actually walked the show throughout the show um they were very diligent about okay show ends at five by five thirty, everybody needs to be out this room so they can close and lock so they're you know you know as vendors we chit chat
2: uh-huh. you know
1: after the show is
0: closing up it's not just women coming around and telling you to get out.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. This time they, they politely came in and said, oh, okay, okay, all right, everybody, we need to lock the doors. Let's continue the conversation outside. I mean, <laughs> that's not well, bad. No, no, it was actually, it was very yeah. nice. In you know, I don't think that as far as I know, there were no thefts in Portland. As far as I can, as far as I know, there were not, there were no, there was nothing major. Nobody walked out with a uh, uh, limiki emperor or anything crazy. So. Oh, but, uh, Jason, when you did Arkansas, what were some of the things that you thought you needed that you didn't need and things that you needed that you didn't think you needed?
2: So my answer is going to be a little interesting because I kind of did it all the wrong way. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, because And I I think we talked about it back when the show happened in Arkansas back in March. But, you know, I was pretty stressed out getting up to that point and kind of in my brain, trying to get everything perfect in my brain of what I needed, how I needed to set it up, all this stuff. And then I chickened out at the (laughs) end. I was like, you know what? This is too stressful. I'm just, we'll go because we're taking a trip anyway we'll go and I'll just bring some pens and just kind of backpack it kind of thing. You know, yeah. Guy in the corner with a trench coat, you know, Hey, you want your pens kind of thing. (laughs) And uh, so I ended up getting there and I (laughs) funny enough, I still brought like everything with me, but I was like, I'm just not (laughs) going to be a vendor. And so like the day of Sean Newton messaged me and said, Hey, you know, we got an extra table. I'm like, well, gosh, I'm here. So, what I would say a big thing is just don't try and make it perfect the first time. just go like if if you if you have stuff to take and you've got you know the natives, the things you kind of the basics that you need yeah. just go if you you can get the table you can travel there if it's local, whatever, just go and be there, be present. people can see you're there, what you're bringing to the table, so to speak um and then. Kind of what we've been talking about this whole time. Okay, take notes and see okay, what are other makers doing? Ask them, hey, how do you do that or this or that? And kind of build up from there. So I would just say, you know, don't overcomplicate it, at least from my perspective. Yeah. Being the first one, don't necessarily try and go in having everything figured out. Yeah. Bring what you need. Um and just kind of learn from the experience and you're going to build up that arsenal, you know, and get to where you are, Brooks, of, okay, <laughs> you've done enough, you know, where what you need at each show and all this stuff.
1: Oh, I know what I need now. And I don't know if I've got time to get it in before DC is, <laughs> so I use the Zettle payment yeah. system, which is the PayPal POS uh, at point of sale system, not the other.
2: <laughs> it can be at some it, point
1: <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure i'll be calling it that at some point but so far it's actually been very very good um i have not had any issues with it thus far um but uh the one thing i so in this day and age post covid you know the whole hands free has been such a big mm-hmm. you know a big thing for people so we have the the contactless payment system we can tap You know, they can hold their card, they can tap it on the on the uh, card reader or their watch or even their phone. You know, no contact. But I still have to hand them my phone to type in either a phone number or an email Yeah, for the receipt. So no matter what, it's still not, you know, contactless. (laughs) So I'm there's now an option that I can do to print. A receipt. So Mm -hmm. now I'm now I'm looking into finding a printer that will connect to everything. So I can have a small receipt printer on Mm -hmm. hand. Oh, that's cool. That way I can get a paper receipt. Boom, here you go. Um something to that effect. That way I'm not having to sit there and sanitize my cell phone screen, you know, (laughs) 20 times.
2: Yeah.
1: Or however many times a day I need to do it. So that's that's one thing I'm looking into, um, because a lot of nobody has been like, oh, no, I don't want to touch your phone because everybody does has wanted a receipt of some sort. Hmm. But at the same time, you know, you know, it's a pen show. It's like being in an airplane. You're full. You're surrounded by a ton of people you can't really get away from. (laughs) Germs are going to fly. Yeah. No matter what you try and do you know, one more step to try to keep a yourself, be that your customers, you know, clean and healthy is, you know, never a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so That's one thing I'm looking into. Um, Like I said, I've got my show system down pretty compact. I don't think I can narrow it down any further, especially flying. Now, if I'm dri- now, I'm driving since I'm driving to DC, I am likely going to be overpacking. <laughs> um just because I can. I- I'll have the space. I don't think I don't necessarily want to, because like me and Brad mentioned earlier, your stuff's gotta go somewhere once you're at your table. Once you fit two human beings at a table, there's not a whole lot of space in between or under the table to store said you know
0: extra stuff. Stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um I can't say enough about the stackable toolboxes. That's one they I was I just did. about to I, say I'm,
2: that's what i plan planned for next time. Great idea.
0: Whoever started that, I know I think I uh, feel like Crusack, I, wasn't it? Yeah, I ripped Crusack off for that one. But um <laughs> whoever started that just whoever had that brilliant idea. They're on wheels, they stack. Yeah, doctor freight Frank's got
2: the best prices from what you I You don't
0: need much more yeah. than you can fit. Well, most of us don't need much more than you <laughs> can fit in two or three of those boxes. Mm-hmm. Giant one, yeah. medium-sized one, small one, maybe add an extra small one. That's what I did to mine, and that's more than enough. And they actually fit under the tables pretty well. Yeah. As long as you can remember which box you put stuff in. <laughs> so you don't yeah. have to go searching through each one of them every time you're looking for something exactly and you know what i when i can drive to a show
1: i usually can fit everything show related in a in a large plastic tote kind of like you you know like the ones you put your christmas or halloween decorations Mm -hmm. in right one of those little storage totes usually i can fit more than what i need for a show in that and if i'm doing a show solo i take you know i'll push my chair and cause most tables come chairs. I'll take the chair, spread them as far apart as possible. I'll set it one end, have the other chair, with usually my backpack and some personal items sitting on the chair. And then I'll put that tote between us or between the chairs and I'll start and I'll stack like my, my nib bins and converters or, you know, stuff I need within reach, but don't necessarily want up on top of the table for everybody to see I'll keep it on top of that. tote, almost like a little little side table or shelf to where I'm not leaning over, grabbing off the floor or, Mm -hmm. you know, turning around, turning my back to somebody as I'm trying to find something it's it's within arm's reach, um, having a system like that is also really nice. Uh, DC is going to be a little bit more complex. I have two tables for DC. Um, so, I, you know, one for me, one for Kristen. There might be a third person joining me at the table, but they have yet to commit. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll type it in chat because I don't want to say who it is in case they get person. out. Um, but I also am going to have I mean, blanks. it's not me,
0: so it's not, it's me, not me. No, no
1: it's, no, it's not Brad. It's not Jason. <laughs> um, it will be a draw to the table if it works out. Um, now you've
0: that. got me all. <laughs> yeah. Give me in, a second. I'll type in, in the chat. Inquiring minds want to know oh. Jonathan. There. there. All right.
1: If you stop that. Mm. Okay. So, so if we can make it. Okay.
0: I, I'm, I'm waiting to hear. I said, okay. I've got
1: two tables
0: and I'll have. <laughs> that would I'll be have, horribly convenient. Wouldn't it? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the best possible
1: way. Yeah, exactly. So I'll have two tables. That's more than enough space for me and Kristen and or this third party to share. Um, the big complex, the 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 added bonus is I'm going to have blanks. My blanks and Kristen's blanks are are all going to be there. Finding a way to s- display and sell those is where things get a little tricky.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I you want me to send you my displays, the eight stack, the tall ones? You can just put one of each out on there.
1: Oh, I've got too many for one of each. <laughs> oh, wow. <well. laughs> for the, right, if we're talking blanks and the variety. else? Well, true. What I typically will do, what I did last year in D.C. is I just had them in bins kind of behind the table. And when somebody wanted, I just said, hey, come around and start digging. And I just kind of did it like that, and that that worked out just fine. Um, we'll see again. I, since I don't know how the new,
0: the new ballroom is going to be laid out this year, yeah, it's going to be different than the last two years. I mean,
1: yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. So I'm trying to just not really worry about it. All I can say is they better not set the tables up like they did last year in that in that little. Small ballroom, where it was you. If you get two tables, it was an L shape. Oh yeah, and you lose, you know, thirty percent of your available table space because of the way they they set it up. If they do it like that again, I'm going to cheat and mis- move my table like last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody said anything, did they? Nobody had a chance because I was the first one in the room, and I, I saw that. Is. I was like, nope that table's moving." So, yeah, it, it, I doubt it's going to be like that. Most likely it will be side to side, like most, most years. And if it's like that, then it'll be easy. But yeah, uh, I've got to be ready for anything, I guess, is the way to put it. As far as DC goes, San Francisco too to a degree. Cause I have two tables in San Francisco um, and it's going to be me and Shay that go to San Francisco this year. Mm-hmm. Which, I, which I'm so thankful for because yeah. <laughs> as you well know, Brad Shay is my, uh, my good uh, bubbly personality. Like when she turns, when she turns that, that side on. Yeah. It's really on, and it's it does wonders. You know, I turn it on too, but I'm not as hey, come on, in, you know, I'm not, right.
2: I'm, I'm not that. Yeah, I'm, I would mean, I'm I'm take mine the table, like please don't talk to me.
0: <laughs> I mean, you've been beside me at three shows now. You know that I do, I do have a little bit of the, I do have a little bit of showmanship, but uh, it's not, it's not what it could be, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I I've I'm not going to look okay, at you be so, like yeah, what that, do you want, but you know, I mean <laughs> That's another thing I, I've actually seen
1: somebody do that before at a
0: show. Bring a bring oh, a personality. Wow. Bring a personality with you. Pack a personality for the show. Whether yeah. it's
2: yours or somebody that you brought with you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. if you
1: know you're not a good, you know, person-to-person speaker, bring somebody who is Um I can I'm I've done enough shows solo. I can I'm fine with it. But I'm so much more comfortable if I have a second person there to engage while I'm fiddling with somebody's pen that they just bought. Because it's really difficult to focus on tuning a nib and talking with the person who's about to make their purchase and still be welcoming and (laughs) greeting and inviting to the other people who are staring at you. You don't want to ignore them to focus on this. So I've got to multitask to the nth degree.
0: That gets you get drained so quickly mm-hmm. at a show doing yeah. that. I couldn't have done the shows without Kristen there with me. The one especially that, Friday. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I couldn't have functioned by myself at at any of the shows because I mean, DC the first time was a huge show. Yeah, and then because that was like the biggest one that I've been to because of you know the floodgates getting opened after after the troubles and everything. But yeah, um, and then Atlanta two times in a row it can be a very busy show. It's not huge necessarily, but it can be very busy. So yeah, having a second person there, especially somebody who knows something about what you're doing too.
1: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, You can be the, the, the focal point. Like again, what I do with when that's me and Shay, yes, Shay knows her way around a fountain pen. She knows what's what she, she writes with one all the time. She's just as educated as I am, but I'm the, End product quality control guy. So I tune every nib. I do the last bit of engagement with the, with a customer as far as we both write with a pen, feedback on the, how it writes, tuning, tuning further and just being able to focus the one on one and having that extra person to engage everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's such a huge weight lifted off your shoulder. Definitely. And, and, you know, and if they're not as big of a fountain pen person, just being engaging with somebody is it, just as beneficial as anything else. You can still be the, you know, answer every question person. But as long as you have somebody that's the welcoming face, a smile, hey, how's it going? Welcome to the table.
2: It breaks that barrier.
1: Yeah, exactly. The icebreaker, so to speak. Right. Um, and then as far as you know, pin show newbie type advice, try not to sound like a used car salesman. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I keep it very basic when I, you know, everybody has their stick or their spiel or however you want to put it. Mine is very simple. Hey, welcome to the table. Uh, you know, because I have all the bins literally dumped on the table, it all. To everybody, it, it's already assumed that these are there to be picked up. Right. Mm-hmm. But it, say they're on the display. Hey, feel free to pick up any of the pens. They're all twist caps. Uh, just so you know, once you take the cap off of one, uh, you'll see that they don't have nibs in them. I have all the nibs here. Uh, what I like to do is to have you tell me what nib you'd like. I'll fit it uh, with the convert the nib converter, ink it up, let, let you test right with it and make sure you love it before you walk away if i can answer any
0: other questions just let me know and then you shut up and wow, let that's, them that's yeah. way more than i say i tell them if they take the cap off if they have to buy it <laughs> i'm just kidding no i <laughs> i'm a big fan i just kind of sit there and i'm like feel free to try out anything you like if you have any questions you know yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a i'm more of a let the let the pen sell itself. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let them yeah. let them browse. And I'm I'm also very quick to tell them, "Hey, make a loop of the show. Come back, see everything that's here, and <laughs> and then come back." Uh, it, you know, that's just my style. I feel like be laid back. Be yeah. It conf- takes pressure off of the buyer.
1: In, yeah. Be confident in what you're selling, but at the same time, have a little bit of nonchalance to it all. In in mm-hmm. terms of you know, if you're relaxed, they're gonna be relaxed. If you're all hyped up with you know, just nervous, raw energy.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's, Don't it's be like desperate.
1: A, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you will come across that way.
0: You know, you're coming, you're coming around sat- Saturday afternoon, it's starting to wane down, and you're looking, you still have a bunch of pens left. You're not like, <laughs> you know, come <laughs> here. Right? <laughs> hey, know? hey,
1: you looked at this one yesterday,
0: this yeah. red one right here. I know you still want it. You touched it six <laughs> times and you didn't, uh, you know, no, that's not the way to be. Um, and it's not, what's the really fun. But, you know, that person that picked it up four or five times may come back on Sunday when nobody else is around. We had that happen. I think in Atlanta, Oh yeah. Oh,
1: um, they, it happens all the time.
0: Like, like, like two days, this person came back and looked at one and looked at one and looked at one. And finally, like Sunday, it was really slow and they came back and picked it up, you know, and, and, I'm not there to be like standing on the street corner with a, with a, with a bag of drugs (laughs) or something, you know, Hey man, I got this, I got this stuff over here, you know, Um, and you'll notice, especially with the maker community, we, we all help each other out. And that's another thing for the newbies to know. Oh yeah. Get out and talk to the other makers. If you have a second, either before the show starts or right after it's over for the day, get around and introduce yourself to people because you know if, at some shows the people you know and the people that are part of the community can make or break a day for you if you need to go do something or you have to get away from the table for a second or or something and, and i i don't know if it's i know i know you're like this and a couple others if if i don't have something i'm also real quick to be like yeah i think uh jim might have it across the hall or, you know across the room over there yeah go check with jim or go check with brian or go check with whoever they may have it um yeah. As well, w- w- you know, we're purporting the whole hobby and the whole business as a as mm-hmm. a whole, not necessarily, you know, it's nice if I sell out of pins, but I want, I want everybody to sell out of pins. That's, that's the kind of the way I feel about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, as long as people are buying our pins, then
0: we're good. <laughs> we need a, we need a, like a. A maker only show at one of these at some point somewhere in the country, like a small, like a that would be interesting. It would be weird. And I know, I don't know how much of a draw it would actually have because we wouldn't have any, you know, the big vendors and everything there. But I would like, say
1: I still think we would need a drongles or a Venice. Well,
0: and that's what I was saying invite some pen, uh, some paper and ink companies, right? Yeah. But just have like a maker centric show. Somewhere in the middle of the country, <laughs> right where we all don't have to go.
2: So central, central to. Yeah, <laughs> see, you're coming around. You're coming around to the. ADU. Well, you could also
0: look at like. Well, never mind. I'm not going to go there, but you know, <laughs> some s- located centrally would be just fine for this. I'll, I'll make an exception for this, Jason. Um, <laughs> but it, I think I think it would be cool to have a, a to have a maker a maker centric show at some point and get, and we're yeah, big enough to
2: have everybody.
0: There's, there's, here. there's so many, <laughs> there's so many makers out there that I think we could pull off a, a rather large show with just makers.
1: Have fun. <laughs> I'll be there. Well, I, <laughs> I'll ain't put, be there got, I
0: ain't putting it, no, putting it together, putting it together would be an absolute nightmare, but yeah, you know, I think it would be kind of cool. I do, too.
1: I agree with you on that.
0: Mm, I get a lot of wacky but,
1: ideas. Yeah, I, I definitely would not want to run that or try to coordinate that. No, okay. I'm not volunteering. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, I mean, that's what it sounded <laughs> like to me. No, 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 no. I said, I said we it's need to have question Well, you did say central, ahead. and Jason agreed to central, so I and guess whoever's in Jason's central. always saying
0: central is the best. You
1: are in central. So I'm just have pointing have you in the general class.
0: direction, man. <laughs> 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 I'm
2: just trying to get it close to me, so I don't have to go very far.
0: Right, yeah. right, right. And see, uh, I even well, I don't got time central. to run it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of us that would have time to run it. That's the yeah, that's the no, that's the no. problem.
2: Or to fork over the cash for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. No. I think I forget. I think. Um... And so we just need to have it at like an American Legion post somewhere, and just have it on a Saturday. <laughs> you know, kind of like a <laughs> like a pop up coin show or something like that. How they do every once in a while.
2: No, I think Nathan. Yeah, was, um, I'm gonna get his handle wrong. The 1836. He looked at one here in Houston. It was gonna be like 15 grand for the ballroom. no, no I'm good.
0: Oof.
1: No. Those would be those would be some expensive
0: tables. We could just wait till January and come out and just set up in a park somewhere.
1: Yeah, it'd be like 80 degrees. Yeah,
2: it'd be 80. That's a cold front. What are you talking about?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) People are starting to turn the heaters on.
2: Shoot, I don't know. We did turn the heater on last year, but typically no. (laughs) But You you did did have that
1: bad cold front come through. We did have a
2: pretty bad one last year and the year before.
0: Well, I don't want to wish that on you, but, you know, that's not, you know.
2: (laughs) No. Uh, oh, right.
0: Um, I oh, can't oh. think of really anything. Sounds like your thing else. I, I yeah. I just thought uh, a post that was uh,
1: made on Instagram a couple days ago um, from a, I guess new maker. It seems like they've made pens in the past and then stopped and then picked it back up. I believe their name is Michaela. Uh, it's I think it's Michaela MLS on Instagram.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they got some materials from us and made some pens. Tagged Kristen and me in them, and they do. They're they're already doing some awesome work. Um, but they did bring up uh, how they wish the threads were could get cleaned up, and some of their earlier pens. I think it just had like either sanding dust, buffing compound, or something. And the threads, and they talked about cleaning them, so that that just reminded me something for you know people wanting to do a pin show for the first time is make sure your pins are clean.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: the <laughs> the advice I gave to uh Michaela was take an old toothbrush and some like something like three in one oil and just kind of brush it into the threads and it basically dissolves the uh the buffing compound and just take a, a microfiber cloth and you know, rub it and basically buff it back out, and your threads will be nice and clean, a little bit lubricated. So that's never a bad thing, <laughs> and look good as new. Uh, it's actually what I do here after I'm done washing and cleaning. There's still some buffing compounds stuck in, yeah. you know, in the crevices of the threads because it's just there, and the
0: the three in one oil and a microfiber, good as new. Yeah, and just so, in case your pins are not as clean as you thought they were, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the dental pick set you can pick up from Harbor Freight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. I actually damaged one, and it works better than it did before. Um, this, it,
1: it like made the hook just a little bit sharper.
0: There's a right? yeah. There's a I don't know if you can see it, but right yeah. on the end, it it straightened out the very tip of the hook. Yeah, and it create almost like a little burr. So it, it points down now, like yeah. And and I tell you, digging that greasy, nasty polish out of threads. Yeah. So pick pick up one of these. It's just a it's a cheap dental pick set. They're not they're not the best ever, but I mean you're not picking somebody's teeth with them anyway. Uh, um, they're super <laughs> super they're super cheap from Harbor Freight. Just pick up one of those sets because you never know. I mean if some piece of trash gets stuck in there somewhere or maybe you didn't get that last you know sometimes when you thread there'll be that piece of uh, oh that last piece of
1: thread that doesn't yeah. break off you can yeah. get
0: in there and 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 get them out with that and it comes with several different ones and that's that's a there's a tip for me um I keep this one in my cleaning bin here every time I clean pins because for me the worst thing to clean is sections you know because I I polish the the rim of my section around where the where the housing sets of the nib. Yeah, so it gets inside those recesses. Oh, my God. And I recess my nib, so it's got a little ledge in there. Yep. And that that polish just lives on that ledge. And the way that I damaged this, it just made it flat like that. You can just go in there and scrape it out. But I'll tell you, this has saved me a lot of time. Yeah. Just these little dental picks. I,
1: I, I use the same things at home. I use the dental picks to kind of break it loose, and then uh, also at Harper Freight you can get—I uh, think it's a HVLP air gun cleaning kit.
2: And it comes with these brushes. little
1: nylon brushes, and yeah. those there's like a large, medium, and small one. The small is perfect for sections. The medium's perfect for your bodies, and the big one's perfect for your caps. Just brush it mm-hmm. in and out, and it, and it gets talk. all the, the packed in swarf
0: at the end of the blanks. Every time I go to Harbor Freight, I pick up brushes. Like, yeah. there's a pipe cleaning or a tube cleaning kit I got. Mm-hmm. Then I buy the three pack of the, it's got the nylon, the brass, and the steel brush in it. I buy like six of those every time because I only use the nylon ones really, but you can't get them by themselves. Um, Brat, the brass brush that comes in there are great for lathe maintenance and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I pick up the actual, the airbrush, the really tiny set. Too, yeah. The, the airbrush cleaning in. kit. Um, and I always, I pick up a new paintbrush every time I go in because paintbrushes, if you want to get all the crud out of the ways on your lathe as you're going and things like that, just a, get a better one. Don't get the cheapest crappy one. Get a medium, <laughs> you know, a middle of the road one. But that that brush, when I'm drilling, I can just hit the drill bit with it real quick. It knocks the crud off the drill bit and keeps the noise and keeps the heat. And like I said, I figured out if I if I keep the crud off the bit, the heat doesn't get as bad. Yeah. And so... You know, uh, brushes. You Use a toothbrush
2: too. That's yeah, you use.
0: can never have enough brushes. Um, eat, go to go to Dollar General and get that cheap ten pack of kids' little you know the ones with the little bubbles and different colors. Get yeah. a cheap pack of toothbrushes or something. Keep brushes around because there's a myriad myriad uses for them. Uh, clean. How do you clean your file? I use a brass brush and I clean my file out. When I'm, oh, uh, see, I
2: got a file card for that. I actually bought the legit
0: tool. See, you're, there you go, trying to make sense. You're trying to make sense out of this, and you know it doesn't still make using sense.
1: Files, none of that makes sense.
0: Well, I've oh, adapted.
1: Files
2: are amazing. We're gonna I'm get back on this. I didn't even use it on the round. We're route, jumping back on, on this course. Well, you yeah. know, I was. I don't use the. I don't use the course. The first cut. I use the second cut.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't John part Snow of that whole discussion fun. originally. Remember, <laughs> I wasn't in on that because I wasn't using it at the time. But now you now are now it, the more metal I start using, the more you okay, need. A I'll file. give you
1: that. If you're doing metal work, I'll give it to if you. If anybody's
0: tried to cut like a millimeter and a half thick nickel silver ring with a carbide hand tool, just get just get a file.
2: Yeah, get a file. <laughs> I've done um, that. So yeah, I know what you're doing. I will die on that hill. File yeah. are amazing. Harbor
0: Freight makes a great one. It's in their cheap, it's a triangular shaped. Um, file and it's got three different cuts on it and one of them just works super well for cutting for um shaping the like brass and nickel silver and bronze rings on pens it just it cuts it so well and it doesn't chatter I'll concede that
1: when it comes to added metal
0: work but I'll tell you I'm fighting (laughs) rounding rounding the ends on acrylic if you if you cut the finial flat rounding rounding the edge because you know I don't like sharp edges on my pens Using that file and just rounding that quick, because even 320 doesn't cut acrylic like it should. <laughs> I could still no. use my hand tool and be. All
2: right, um. Mr. CNC over there. <laughs> Your fancy machinery. No, I. I still
1: have sharp edges when it comes off the,
0: yeah. off the machine. No, I take he care does, of that
1: post-production.
2: I'll do the sandpaper.
0: He's got this ridiculous yeah. savant thing going on with his hand tools that he could just do whatever. It, the, oh, yeah. The rest of us commoners can't do that. I, man. The first time I was up <laughs> at his place learning how to make a pen, <laughs> he just chucks it up and he's like, oh, I'm going to carve an angle on the finial and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I still can't do that. I'm four years <laughs> in now. I still can't do
2: that. Let's He's see, like, so that's, I'll just that's it all, it's the... like
0: straight across. I'm like, what? I got to put it on my metal. If, Sorby,
2: if Robert Sorby ever stops making their Turnmaster tools, I'm screwed because that's what I base everything <laughs> on.
1: Well, I mean, basically what I use is a, a redneck version of that tool. Mm-hmm. It just uses... Uh,
2: Probably cheaper, blade. too.
1: Oh yeah. I mean my my inserts are $4 a piece. They're planter blade inserts.
2: Yeah. I won't talk about how much mine are.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't pay for the label. I pay for the the tool that does the job. Not everybody's <laughs> got the 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 handheld carbide <laughs> skills that you have, dude. Like I was no. like, I literally like I was watching you do that. And I was like, you don't you don't have to you don't even use the tailstock on that. What are you doing? No. No, I don't need it. Like, when I shape my bodies, I have it with a tailstock, and I either. I put the nib in, the little nubbin on what? the end of it and put the tailstock in there, and I'm all like this, and I'm, I'm like, <laughs> how does Jonathan do this? Oh, my God.
1: The carbide tool does everything I need. Everything that it needs to do. It can, it's my center.
2: I think the technical term is cojones.
0: (laughs) No, I think your shop is on one of those, like it's on one of those magnetic divergence points or something that, you know, those mystery spot kind of things or something where it just works. I don't know. Hey, I need to have a big,
1: (laughs) so instead of putting uh, an all makers show together, I just need to have an all makers gathering here at the house. There we go. And just for a dollar, everybody gets to have a turn playing with the, uh, the
0: carbide tool. (laughs) Because it's magical. It's like, yeah. you know, you pulled it out of the stone. and oh, Man. <laughs> yeah. I'll even put a fresh one in there for you. <laughs> oh,
2: you know, and that's,
0: I, I think a lot of it comes from learning with a, with a metal lathe to begin with. There's a lot of things that I just didn't put the time in on the wood lathe. And I still don't because now I'm in production mode all the time. Sure. And I don't really have that time to, to, and I need to make the time to develop new skills. I'm going to say, I, I,
1: I rarely ever use my metal lathe anymore. I know. I, I mean,
0: you rarely oil
1: it. I got the, op- well, it definitely hasn't <laughs> been oiled since last time you were here. <laughs> oh, geez.
0: Well, this fall, once shows calm down and everything, I'll come back up there and, you yeah. know, service. Is it service your delay. South Bend
2: or a different one?
0: No, the South Bend. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I've
1: got the metal lathe of the brain now. So,
2: you know. I just all fancy, fancy of I there. like that uh,
0: South Bend, though. I just it just needs oil. Give it some love, man. A little come oil,
2: out. come on. Out. I got to need to and he's got you, and just come up and do. That. I'm yeah. going to tear
0: mine completely apart soon, and and clean it and service it. Take the. I still got to get
2: everything. one. I mean, jeez. <laughs> I've
0: got a I've got a cheap one. If you want to come get it and rebuild it, it would be I'm super trying cheap. to save
2: up for air conditioning. <laughs>
0: be super cheap.
2: I'll
0: make you a deal. Let's say the only thing i
1: I really use my Muda lead for now is um I've got my a Fordham hand tool chucked up on the cross slide
0: with the bit that that perfectly dovetails uh the notch for the clip. I still oh, do nice. that with a dremel by hand, man, so I, I, I like have
1: <laughs> I've got a it. two three thousand dollar machine that only thing I use is <laughs> cut a notch for the clip. <laughs>
0: Yeah, one like three eighths <laughs> inch notch for a,
2: worth every penny. Or, I'm it sorry, is. like three sixteenths, more like
0: more like three sixteenths inch notch. But you yeah, know, i mean, I, I, I used just, to do that with an exacto knife and a mean, file. I'm here with my Dremel, and Dremel is not the tool to do fine work on a pin with because it just moves too fast.
1: Yeah, boredom's are great, great because much. you can
0: slow them way down, and when i'm when i'm cutting that little pass through for the clip sometimes it'll catch the edge of it and just go across yep. the top of the pin and i'm like oh i got to resand the whole damn thing again now <laughs> Part of them would be great for that because you can they'll move much much slower but and the and the the handles are much more ergonomically designed for doing work like that too
1: yeah i've got mine hooked up to a foot pedal yeah so i can feather it in as i'm doing the uh Clip work
0: <laughs> I almost brought my Dremel out the other day to work on this this Conway Stewart <clears throat> pen because when I put the when i when I epoxyed the accent ring on the cap finial, too mm. much epoxy pushed up from mm. the center and it it was fine when I put it on the pen, but then when you put the clip in, there's a mound of it on one side, and the clip wants to sit sideways, and you can't you can't uh, tighten it down all the way to cock it mm. over to the side so I'm sitting here with a file just gnawing away <laughs> at it for three hours i'm like oh no and then gosh. i get my exacto knife and i was like maybe i'll go get my dremel and i was like no because i'll have to remake the whole part because i'll just cut the threads off and all of this stuff because you know like yeah grabbing the d- d- dremel to do something fine like that is like grabbing the grabbing the tail of a rattlesnake and just trying to you know <laughs> you're just like ah! <laughs> yeah Oh man, let me see. We've been going for we've been going longer than we thought we'd go. Yeah. hold you. I, I mean, didn't think we'd have that much to talk about, but then again, it's us. Yeah. I'm not how we,
2: much of it was about pens? I'm exactly. Sure.
0: <laughs> 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 exactly. But y'all knew um, that
2: signing up for this, so
0: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, we knew what we were getting into. So coming up, Jonathan, you've still got DC and San, Fran. San Francisco.
1: Yeah. And then San Francisco this year is in a new hotel. So a whole nother floor layout again for another show. Right. So that one, that one's going to be very interesting. Um, and and uh, it'll be Atlanta, I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, so with San Francisco, it's really weird. They blocked off hotel rooms in two different hotels. One, from what I understand one hotel is actually have it has the, is the hotel with the ballroom but there's an adjacent hotel right next to it that they also blocked off rooms in that you can mm. just easily walk to it mm. so I'm really curious how this is all gonna wow play out
0: well hopefully well
1: uh, I'm sure the show will go well because it's yeah it's a big show close it's well, it's also not forty minutes away from the airport like it's like most shows it's not actually in the city that it's mm-hmm. designated to uh the San Francisco show is i don't even know how far away from you know the city proper it's in Redwood, California, not San Francisco, California yeah. for one but this this year it's like it's a new hotel and it's very close to the airport. I don't know in conjunction to the city how much closer that is or not. I'm going to find out, and I'm hoping that Shane and I can get an actual, you know, go into the city time, but
0: we'll see. Yeah. And uh, keep an eye out for the As the Pin Turns All Maker Show coming to a conference room at a Motel 6 (laughs) near you. Yeah. That's probably the best we'd be able to do is rent out a conference room at the Motel 6. Hey, they've
1: done it at the... I don't remember what the name of the hotel was here in Augusta. It's happened. I've seen yep. it. It was a tra- it, it was sketchy <laughs> as all hell. But they did it. <laughs> I don't know how they got it to pass through the hotel's insurance broker. Oh my goodness. But they did. <laughs> wow. And they did it twice. They did it 2 years in a row. So goodness. they
0: powered yep. them. Well, hey. Wow. Um, so, anything else? Jason, do you have anything to Any parting words for the folks?
2: Just go to one.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can't can't attend.
0: Oh, I like that.
1: Yeah. I'm going to coin that. Nice. You should. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably get ripped off before the end of the day. Hey, but you heard it here first.
0: That's right. Be original. There's a record of it. Be original. Be original. That's right. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. Um, we we have another episode coming up. Um, summertime is weird to get interviewees um, here on the show enough to get the three of us to get our schedules together enough to yeah. It to took, it took us episode, a while to make this happen. Um, with shows um, and with with summertime activities uh, going on.
1: So what last last episode was forty three point five to have 43.75. Yeah, that something. that'll have to be the next one if we can't get an interview, yeah, uh by then. Uh cuz this we're going I think we'll what, label this with the summertime special or something like
0: that. Hey, that'll work for me. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, we'll go we'll go 0. 0.75 if we need to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um yeah, we've got ideas, we've got plans, we're just trying to make schedules work. Um you know, once school starts back up it gets a little bit easier.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, wait, let me think. Let me look at the calendar real quick, because two weeks from today. Okay, yeah, it's two weeks from today is just before the DC show. What is two weeks from
0: today? uh, The 30th. Oh, yeah, I should be good. So, yeah, we can. uh, The week after that. that. Yeah, the weekend after that, I'll be in Anaheim for my conference, because when DC is going on, I'll be be in DC for a week.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, at least... On the schedule, we're currently on pace to uh, continue on, uh, potentially.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> It'll be right before and then right after DC, so that'll be a uh,
0: Well, we'll need, we'll need like some we time to work. catch up. Yeah, we'll need some time to catch up on the hijinks that ensue at the DC show. Oh, I have a feeling there's going to be a lot. I'm going to have to keep notes. <laughs> hey, <laughs> get video. We can... We can put it on the website. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right, everybody. So, uh, yeah, that's a wrap on the summertime special. We just need to make it a yearly thing.
2: The Might summertime well.
0: special. Um, yeah, so tune in. Uh, we should have another episode in another two weeks. Hopefully, it will be an interview show um, if we can get the planets to align. Yeah. <laughs> and all of that, all of what not to happen. Uh, yeah. Closing words. If you cannot vend, attend, go to a show. <laughs> I love it. Get out there and support your local pen maker. Um there you go. You know, it's it's uh, some people depend on it. Yes, we do. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking
1: of which, there are still blanks available at CarolinaPenCompany.com. <laughs>
0: Dot com. Yeah, buddy.
1: Nameless plug.
0: Oh yeah. It's way. not shameless. That's what we do every time. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no shame in our game, y'all. All right. So <clears throat> Um Yeah. So Jonathan, where can we find you said CarolinaPencompany dot com, right? That's right. You don't want emails. We're not gonna email you. You, oh, you get enough of those well, already.
1: Oh, yeah, I have got Kristen handling email, so oh, you can yeah. you can send them all you want. Email away. Yeah, yeah, email away. She, they're doing
2: an awesome job.
0: Outstanding. <laughs> outstanding. We'll just go with websites this time, Jason. Website?
2: JasonNeilPenworks.com. There's actually some pens up there. Yeah, I, I nailed it. There you go. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> the has pens any- up there as of today, which is Sunday. So like I said at the beginning. Can't help it if you didn't get there before now.
0: do <laughs> and know. And com. If you're interested in anything from my uh, little neck of the woods, I'm going to be adding some pins. Hopefully, I got three or four that are go, go going to go up there tonight. So
2: and they look really good. So they ex- yeah, don't waste. They really do waste time.
0: Thanks, y'all. I appreciate that. Yeah, that, that just warms the heart.
1: I don't have any things to put on. I don't have that any pins to put on the website heart. though. I feel like I should put a pin on the website tonight too Just just, you, just, just to heck? do it Just the trifecta
0: You're like Make it's
2: not for sale but here's a pin Yeah. <laughs> Peer pressure,
0: Peer pressure. Yeah. So for everybody here At As The Pin Turns I'm Brad I'm Jason I'm Jonathan Knew it would work out this time Everybody have a great <laughs> week